Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to go ahead and run with a uh, suggestion that Dave Blake uh, provided to me a few weeks ago. And uh, for this series of recaps, I basically took one to two members from each of the uh, division-winning teams to kind of pick their brain and see what the uh, what the experience was like through their perspective. So up first, we have the uh, co-ed no-sting champions, Hello, and representatives Chris Wheeler and Matt Levine. All right, so here to help me uh, recap uh, the no-sting portion is uh, Chris Wheeler and Matt Levine. Guys, thank you so much for hopping on. And um, off the bat, Matt, am I saying your name right? Is it Levine? Yeah, it's Levine. That's correct. I'm probably going to ask you like 30 other times, but uh, at least for now, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel good. And uh, real quick, uh, Matt, if you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I know you appeared on one of the recaps in the past, but just in case no one's somehow no one's heard of you, um, real quick spiel. Yeah, so I'm uh, Matt Levine uh, from Ohio. I play on uh, Impact for Open, and then I play on uh, Hello for Coed. Awesome. And then Chris, brand new to the podcast, man. Thank you so much for hopping on as well. But uh, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself real quick? I uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I'm Chris Wheeler. This is my first year with Team Awesome. Before this, I played with Brick Squad, um, but I play Coed with Hello. Awesome. Also a first year team. And I don't know if we talked about this in a, in a podcast previously, but hello, what, what is, what's going on with that? What's, what's the name, what's the reason behind that team name and why? Um, well, me and Jeff and my brother, Sean, were playing Fortnite this one time. And, you know, usually if you die in a game or something, you know, like you'll yell or you're screwed, like you'll be mad, you'll be angry, you know, it'll be like, happened. Oh, sorry. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but there was this one time, uh, you know, I, I went out by myself because I was being stupid and like these people jumped me out of nowhere and I was dead and I just screamed hello and uh, they thought it was really funny. So, you know, we were trying to find a team name and that's just what me and Jeff decided on. Was it a hello? Like, where are my teammates? Why did they let me get jumped? Or... No, 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 no. Like, hello, just... what what am I doing? Oh. Just like, I don't know. It was just like a random spur of the moment. Like, hello. Gotcha. Yeah. Fortnite, kids speak. Um, I, I probably won't get it. But uh, so somehow that turned into like, now you have faces of, of famous people saying hello, right? Like you had Adele. Uh, who else yeah. did you guys have? Matt, who are you? Uh, I was uh, Miss Doubtfire. I am the guy from The Princess Bride. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, you said Adele. Uh, we have... Um... Inigo, Montoya, and then we've got... Uh... Yep. Scarface. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, was, it was pretty refreshing seeing that. Campbell Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Good references. Yeah. All, all solid hellos. Um, it's funny. Cause like, I know we, we, I was talking to Mark, we we're talking about like, um, you know, when, when is elite going to become like a professional thing? And he's like, kind of like, well, you know, we've got teams like, you know, Panch and, and hello. And it's really hard to explain to sponsors. Uh, you take it seriously, but then I can't help but laugh, man. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Um, sorry, Mark, if you're listening, but, um, well, well, cool. So let's let's move on to because I, again, I want to get that out of the way. Just the just the rationale behind it all. Um, but so you guys took it, and one of the things I wanted to preface this with was, um, and I'll I'll air this when we do the uh, this week in American Dodgeball video. But Frankie came up to me at the uh, Ball State booth, and he just had this like crap eating like crap eating grin on his face. I'm like Frankie, what's going on, man? He's like, I'm guaranteeing you that uh, we're gonna have an East Coast team finish top four. 
he's so confident that I <laughs> took out my phone and I recorded him. I was like, okay, I want you to, I, I've got this recorded. It's a timestamp. It's like 10 30 in the morning. Uh, co-ed is just kind of beginning. Um, and he, he just flat out says, I guarantee you, uh, East is going to have a strong showing. And then later on when you guys were, I think in the top four, um, I don't know if I still have this video, but he's just like riding high, just so confident. So <laughs> why would, uh, why would Frankie think that? Um, just out of curiosity, just have a lot of faith in you guys or just in the East or. Yeah. He probably just cause he knows us. Um, he, you know, he saw what we were all able to do, um, between us and then awesome. I mean, like you said before, two of the, there were two East teams actually in the final four. Um, and it got to a point where guaranteed one of them would be in the finals cause it ended up being hello versus awesome in the semis. Uh, that also went seven games, but he also knew uh, Team Awesome actually added two guys uh, from Kill the Comp. So they added uh, Quan and then uh, Dylan Cruz. And they just, they this was their first nationals. Um, they had a huge, huge impact on, uh, on that team. And they, you know, they were, they were just, they were running through people as well. You know, I'm pretty sure they, I think Awesome went, uh, I think they went un, uh, undefeated in round robin, uh, as did we. So we were, I think we were the two and the three seeds. Three seeds. So you guys are just on fire from, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's good to be wrong. So when, when we did our predictions for this week in American dodgeball, we all, I mean, we're, we're West coast heavy. We're very biased, uh, despite my best efforts to, to get around to that. But, um, you know, we're thinking echo, uh, just because they've been a dominating force for the past, I think two or three years. So to see them get, get beat, like no offense to them. Um, but it's kind of cool. Like it, it, it is cool to see other regions coming in there and, and, um, you know, taking over. So. I want to get into that matchup. I'll probably say that towards the end, but uh, you mentioned round robin. You you went undefeated. Yes, uh, we didn't. We weren't perfect, but we. I mean, you know, we lost some games. Whereas I don't know if Echo and Awesome lost any games at all. I'm pretty sure they went 2-0 every single series. I, I don't think Echo dropped a single game. I think we dropped four. I think awesome something like that. Two, I think. Okay. But we all were spectacular. Nice. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys visualize yourselves against Echo? Like, is that who you thought you would? play for the end uh, for the final uh, matchup um, me thinking before the tournament like I figured that we would have to go through echo at some point or another to to win or to get to the finals just you know depending on how the seating went around I knew it they would come up at some point gotcha how about you Matt what were your thoughts on on echo yeah I had kind of mentally I had I had really a I looked at every single region. I had somewhat of a top four of, of uh, different co-ed teams. I, I figured we would see at some point. Uh, three of them we actually did end up seeing. Uh, so that's that's Team Awesome because I knew they were gonna. I knew they were gonna do very well. Um, obviously, Echoes on that list. Uh, I, I didn't want to sleep on the outsiders either. We ended up meeting them uh, in the bracket as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was there were there were a lot of teams. We knew this was gonna be a very stacked pool. Uh, so many good, so many good uh, co-ed teams. I figured we'd see a good amount. Of for sure. Yeah. And you even listed, um, in, in our offline discussion on Facebook, you're talking about like, we played four teams in the limb, uh, face adversity trailing at some point in every series, um, havoc outsiders, awesome and echo in that order. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty tough order or a tall order, I guess I should say tough as well. But, um, did, um, cause you guys, you guys said you started off pretty hot. Um, you had a great round Robin. Um, was there any like any change in strategy from like, you know, previous rounds or did you guys do anything differently or did you just, just have confidence in your abilities? 
Um, the only thing that we changed was we added. I tr I started to run some of the times so we added the the pitchback uh, at the beginning. We, you know, a lot of really good teams do that, and we haven't really ever done it. So I figured I would try just all day. And in round in game three against Echo, it worked out really well. We got Colin right at the beginning with it. Colin. Colin O'Brien. O'Brien uh, from uh, Dynasty. Yeah, from Dynasty. Third, okay. third pickup. That's He's right. usually not on the team, but he was a very good, very good pickup. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. Like, wait a minute, Colin. I don't. Uh, and then I just remembered. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, yeah. I think he was like there their, are a lot of Collins. Their fifth, fifth player, or uh, something, something like that. Some, I forgot. There yeah. was a. It was a call out for somebody on Echo, and looks like yeah. Colin was the guy that got picked up. So, mm -hmm. good stuff. Um, I want to say, I guess we can kind of start from the bat. So even though you had like a good round robin and just kind of going back into the brackets, was there, um, like you, you did list the four teams, but was there like a specific team that gave you like the hardest time where you thought, hey, maybe we're not going to make it or? I mean, for me, it was outsiders. You, we got Same. our flow really quick against them and they just like, decided to slow the pace down to a ridiculously slow level because that's what they like to do. And, you know, we have a lot of big guns. We move really fast. So them slowing the pace down really kind of took us out of our groove. Um, you know, we didn't press as much, and but we made adjustments throughout the match and luckily came out with the win in the end. What uh, what was it like facing off against Eli with no sting? He's a monster. Yeah, he was he was very good. Uh, one of the one of the adjustments outsiders actually made. They started him off in the middle first two games. Uh, we ended up taking a 2-0 lead, and then they switched. They put him across from me, and he actually uh, Eli. I think Eli's really the person uh, you can give credit to for really turning that series around because in game three, we had. I mean, we're already up 2-0 in the series, and I'm pretty sure it was just him against. I think we had four or five of us. There were four of us. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Okay. And then I uh, yeah I remember I think the call was uh, Jeff and I around the corners here. Uh, Jeff and I are both good. We threw a we threw a double at him. Jeff missed, and then mine just landed. Like it, if you watch it on video, it literally just like it doesn't move. You know, he catches it perfectly, uh, brings Jake back in, and the two of them just kind of went one by one. Uh, they were they were able to make it two one, and then they rattled off the next two games. Uh, so they actually they they uh, took three games in a row on us. They went up three two, and then um, and we were able to uh, we were able to close out the series. But it was that was you know it was, it was great going up against really all those guys. It was a great play as well. And is that is that what you meant, Matt, about trailing at some point? Like there was there was times when you guys had to come up from from behind. Oh yeah, yeah. Every every single uh, series in Elam, we were we were down in the um in the score or the counts, whatever whatever the word is for that. Yeah. Uh yeah. So we 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 faced uh against outsiders. I think three. I think two three was the only only deficit we had. But um, yeah, still you know had to get over that and get momentum back on our side. So what do you guys do when that happens? Um, because obviously. One of the one of the benefits of talking to the the team that wins is like okay you obviously had some kind of adversity along the way you had some resilience um, did you guys just hype each other up or did you guys just like dig deep I mean I, I know those are all like buzzwords but like what did you guys do to stay um, stay positive or, or stay um, aggressive or go ahead Chris uh, well throughout all of the East rounds you know we were only down a handful of times uh, but even those times we were down you know we we all believe in our ability we're such a talented team you know none of us are trying to yell at each other say you know you did this wrong blah blah blah. you know we're all just staying positive being like you know we can get through this doesn't really matter we're better than this other team we're just so talented from top to bottom um so 
to carry it over. You know, it. we rarely had to do it, but every time we had to do it in the East, it worked out, and this time we had to do it every match, and it still worked out. Nice. Matt, you're not in, in agreement? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we just, we believe in ourselves. Um, we, you know, we trust each other. I think that's really what that, you know, some teams will, you know, they'll face, they'll lose three games in a row and, you know, they, they might think it's over. That's not really, that's not our mindset at all. We, uh, you know, we never give up. We just kind of, kind of kept going, you know, we went through a rough patch those couple of few or those few games and uh, we were able to, to uh, pull through. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Talking to Dylan um, in the 8.5 uh, recap, it, teamwork I, I this is going to sound like a no duh kind of moment but it it would just go to show like teamwork actually is what the difference is between you know a, a team like crisis where they're just just overflowing with talent versus a team like heat where yes the, the talent's there but what the difference was was the team aspect um they made every shot count they were there for each other they kept each other in a positive headspace and you see the difference of a very efficiently one four to one uh matchup so Kind of hearing on the no sting side uh, with you guys with a completely different team, completely different uh, region is pretty awesome. And I, I think the point I'm trying to drive home to teams that are you know not ending up where they want to, uh, it's consistency and that team aspect, like not yelling at each other, not uh, pointing fingers, not having meltdowns. Um, just as you said, like yeah, we may be down three to zero, but we're gonna still stay positive and and, and hype each other up. So I'm glad that that's a consistent thing so far. Hopefully we'll see that in the other regional uh or the other divisional recaps as well but um so we mentioned outsiders was uh chris's toughest uh matt would you agree or did you have another matchup that was tough for you i mean honestly they, they were all tough but that was that was definitely the series where um that was one where we really i mean like i said they they took three games in a row on us and no one i don't think anyone else did that uh, a couple of teams took i actually i think everyone took two two in a row on us at one point but that was, I would say that was definitely the uh, toughest series overall where we really had to uh, turn things around. Gotcha. It sounds like, I mean, the outsiders are, I'm, I'm going back to the whole thing. Like, Hey, it's great to see other regions stepping up. I'm really liking where outsiders are, are going. And, um, it just makes sense that they would be the ones that, you know, kind of held you guys to the fire and, and made you guys really, um, Again, dig deep to, to pull through. I, I do insanity all the time. So Shanti is saying dig deeper is always <laughs> in my head. Um, did you have a, what was your favorite matchup? Um, and we can go into racket or round robin, but just overall, is there one that stood out like this was the most fun or Chris, you've, you've already got an answer ready, locked and loaded. No, I, I would like to just make another note about the outsiders. Oh, sure. Is that Kim, yeah, uh, was he wasn't say. able to play. He thought he like dislocated his shoulder or something, uh, but that was a really big loss. You know, they still have a really great roster, but he is a really good player, and I would have liked to play against him. Man, yeah, that's a uh, that could change a lot. Um, you never know. I guess. I guess we'll have to see next time uh, they face against like a fully, fully healthy team. But they're, uh, they're still great. What's that? Without him. They're still great without him, but he is mm. a phenomenal player. Very fun to watch. Yeah, he's um, he's one of those guys I want to see. Like, man, they're all so young. I can't, I can't imagine what they're going to be four or five years from now. Same thing with you guys. Um, it's scary, but exciting at the same time. Do you guys have a favorite matchup though that that like sticks out the most, or a team that you enjoy playing against? I mean, I I really um, you know, enjoyed playing against all of the other teams from other regions um you know we have talent in the east but the west has a ridiculous amount of depth of talent 
um, you know, Havoc was our first or second elimination match, and they're a great team. You know, I think they got third in open no sting the next day, um, you know, when we had to face them, like, first time, and they won two games in a row off of us, like, right off the bat after we didn't drop any any matches in round robin. Um, but overall, just playing against, you know, any of the teams that I'm not used to playing is a good time for me. Nice. What about you, Matt? Would you agree? Yeah, really the same thing. Um, I mean, some of the some of the teams that they end up playing, uh, it's very good. Like Chris said, you know, it's very good to see teams that you don't get to play at all. Uh, I'm pretty sure our first, honestly, the first half of our bracket, or, I mean, uh, Ron Robbins schedule, I'm actually looking at it right now. So we played Downpour, you know, they're West, Raiders are West, Category 5 South, Shade and Fury and Roybots as well. Uh, those are our first six matches um, for Ron Robin, and they're, they're all out of region. So it was, it was, you know, very nice to be able to go uh, go up against uh, teams we never get to play. Do you remember your matchup against Fury? Uh, was it? I know we beat them. Two, I, two I don't remember if it was 2-1 or 2-0. Yeah, it was 2-1. I believe it was 2-1. Um, they were dealing with injuries a lot the second day. Um, but they're, you know, even when they're half injured, their roster is still amazing. Yeah. And hard to beat. Yeah, the only reason why I bring them up is because that was, I think that might have been Joe's or maybe Nate's uh, pick for, I think, at least top three for no sting. So... I expected to see them in the top four, um, but like I said, I think they kind of got derailed, and then the little might have got unmotivated or something from that. Yeah, it's a it's a bummer when that happens. It's just something you can't really control, and it can definitely change the the momentum of the, of the game. Um, let's see. So one one thing I wanted to ask was, what's uh, how, how does Tyler play with no sting? Tyler Al Contreras. Yeah. What's How he like? Does he play? What yeah. Because I I've only seen him like I, I'm trying to remember Sin City. I remember him playing 8.5. I know he's a monster at pinch, but uh, what's he like with no sting? Not his uh not his main ball type, but he is he has adapted very well. Um, I know like he was an NC or an NCDA guy, um, and obviously yeah, he's known for he's known for 8.5. He's known for pinch. Um, he was you know. Uh, looking at the guys on our team, he was the least experienced in no sting, but he's, you know, he did very well. And it was actually, um, it was him that, or it was Tyler that really kicked off game six for us against echo. We can get into that uh, soon, but you know, he made it, he caught pie in like right off the rip in game six, you know, in, in a closeout game. And immediately we had him throw, you know, he hit a uh, hit Brett Baxter out. Uh, so, he, you know, he provided some very big uh, momentum plays uh, throughout the day or throughout both days really for us. Yeah. He got, he got half the kills for the last game against them. Nice. Nice, and thank you for picking up on my cue, Matt. I was like, I wasn't trying to say like he might not be the strongest at no sting, but I was, I was curious because I, I know he's he's deadly with an eight point five, and um, I'm trying to remember mm. if I played with him. And since I think it was eight point five, so I don't think I've seen him do no sting. But it's good to see that it's always awesome to see people adapt to a different ball type and and thrive. But it throws, um, throws rockets regardless of whatever yeah. ball you give him. Yeah, <laughs> his guys. is very similar through every mm -hmm. ball type, and it works out for him. Yeah, he's a very awesome but lethal guy on the court. Um, let me look at your bracket real quick, just because. Let's see. Talked about Havoc a little bit. Outsiders was definitely the, the match. Um, probably might have stood out the most. So yeah, let's go into Echo. So off the bat, like what was uh, what was it like playing against them? I know you're saying that um, one of the strategies was was the pitch back to uh, to take out Colin. But what else did you guys do uh, to face them? 
Uh, in one of the games, Matt tries to throw a counter and then catch him full blast Matt in the chest and he just grips it somehow. I don't know how in the world that happened. Catch him just full <laughs> hops upside him and Matt's like, it's cool, I got it. The panda move. <laughs> That was because like he had this like slow like slow grin just slowly spread across her face. For those of you who are listening, um, you're on camera, so I was like, "What's Matt? What's Matt doing right now?" But <laughs> so just a full blast catch from from Angie Ketchum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was honestly, I I look forward to lining up with the best of the best. So I was, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to play against Echo was so I could have that matchup. I know we play, you know, we play the same same side of the uh, of the court. So I knew we'd be lined up with each other, and that was, you know, that was a very great matchup the entire series, really. Um, you know, that was that was one of my better plays. We both hit each other out at some point, um, but I mean, you know, that's that's the number one guy to go for most of the time. Obviously, everyone on their team, they they can all, they're all fantastic, but um, just yeah, some of the matchups that we were, uh, you know, that we were presented with them, and obviously having Kyle Sander throw right off the bat um, with the pitch doesn't, you know, that that's gonna usually work out in our favor as well. So I think I think that definitely had a uh, had a big impact for uh, for us. Nice. What about you, Chris? What was your take on on that matchup overall? They're a hard team. Uh, we were down 2-0, got to 2-2. I somehow blocked catch them from about 10 feet away. <laughs> uh, I had a 4-on-1 when we were up, or when it was 2-2, uh, which I think the odds of me winning that are probably below 10% most of the time, but it worked out that time. Yeah, so you guys were down 2-0 at the beginning, then you just had four unanswered points to to take it all then. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess if you see a, a teammate catch, catch in point blank, and then you see uh, another teammate win a 4v1 against Echo, like at some point you got to think, okay, I'm pretty sure this team's going to win. Like, like you got to have that that rush that like, it, okay, we're, we're, we're so close to just sealing the deal. Do you remember anything about your last and final match? So, uh, well, actually, yeah. So, I kind of another side note. Uh, if you look at the catch ratio overall, I'm pretty sure we had four total uh, as a team. Um, Echo had Echo had the one. It was more. It was, yeah. It was the the deflection uh, from. Forget. I think Kyle threw at Colin, and Colin blocked it up in the air, and then uh, it was Kiki that kind of made this like this layout catch and. You know, obviously, it takes out one of our bigger arms on the team. I think Pine came back in off of that. Uh, kind of gave them a, you know, gave them some momentum in one of the games. Um, but yeah, for Game Six, that one that started off, that was the uh, that was Tyler Alcantara. Uh, it was I think Tyler had three, Megan had three, honestly, for for the outs. Uh, Megan Fricker. Yeah, Megan had uh, three because she she hit Colin and it bounced into one of the girls, and she didn't even know what happened because it bounced so slow. But and then she got the last kill on um on Ketchum. She traded because we had two people and they had one. Ketchum was was just throwing. Just trying and to. She just, she just knew that she had to stay. She knew that she had to hit him. As long as he hits her, we will win the match. As long as she mm-hmm. hits him. And this is Megan that that took him out in that exchange. Yep. That was, mm-hmm. a, that was a good trade. Yeah, he hit her too, but and you know it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, Joanne was still in, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I uh. I know of Megan. Um, I've, I've heard a lot about her, but I, I haven't seen her play, unfortunately. Um, I was babysitting the, the booth during all this. But um, one thing I wanted to ask was just um, because they, they couldn't be here because um, this was just really quickly put together. But um, what kind of contribution do, do the girls uh, provide uh, your team? Are they 
are they offensive or do they kind of just sit back and wait for catches? Um, and part of what spawned this conversation was just a thread that I'd seen um, where, where people are trying to say, hey, girls can play corners too. But how do you guys implement the uh, your, your women players? Uh, okay. um, I would say our women were instrumental to us probably winning one of the East rounds, keeping us in one of the matches against um, – what's the team name with, with Billy? Uh, woke. Yeah, Woke. Um, mm -hmm. There was a game – where it was one on one and we were down, uh, we were down in games and Megan caught Andy one on one from not very far away, so she kept us in it and she got some very instrumental kills in that round as well to keep us in the in the match. Um, I don't think any of our ladies play corner for their women's team, um, you know, but they'll throw when we need them to. They got very very crucial outs in our you know a lot of our big matches throughout the rounds and against, uh, and against echo. Nice. Yeah. You can always, um, I actually, I don't think I see it as much anymore, but going into old man mode. Um, yeah, there was a lot of teams in the co-ed where they, the women would just sit back and wait for a catch and that that's it. Um, and they would just have their, you know, quick moments here or there, but now you're starting to see the, the women in the co-ed team, like be just as instrumental, um, if not more like on the offensive side too, where they're, they're throwing, they're, they're obviously making the big catches, but they're also, um, pressing and, and defending the middle a lot. Um, so that's definitely something I want to get into more as we talk more about co-ed down the road, um, is just how that's changed. Um, cause it's awesome to, to go from, Hey, we just need a female body so we can play co-ed to, um, sometimes your, your females can make or break the team. And seeing these highlight plays, um, you mentioned Kiki, and I, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it's the 8.5, but there was this one moment where um, I think Ketchum was almost like left wide open, and Billy tries to snipe him, and without even thinking, oh, Kiki just yeah. jumps that in front a, of it. Emmy. A leg oh. catch, a foot catch. Yeah, so it goes from like protect, protect your player, protect your teammate to I somehow caught this, like... It was already a good play just to, to have that awareness and, and protection for your teammate, but to turn that into a, a catch, um, I mean, that's just, that's incredible. But um, that's what I mean. It's like, they're, they're not just coasting anymore. They're not just sitting back. Um, you have teams like uh, Force, where I think Azalea and Brittany are in the corners because they're just the better players at it, um, which is awesome to see. It's just, just good to see like this continuation of, of evolution of dodgeball. Yeah, so I mean, uh, a lot of times, kind of as you mentioned, you know, filling the co-ed requirement, um, you know, for, for females on the team, uh, we, we're really not too, we're not really big fans of that, uh, to just really have bodies there. You know, we, we like to have our girls involved, um, allow them to make plays, you know, because they, you know, they, they make these plays in the women's division and, you know, you, you might not even be exposing, uh, you know, some of the girls on your team to to the co-ed division now, if, if they're just kind of sitting there and you don't give them any opportunity. So, you know, you want to, you want to give them a chance uh, to, you know, prove themselves, make plays, you know, because they're they're more than capable of it. You know, and really, everyone, uh, everyone on our team is capable of it. I think that that's really what helped us, uh, you know, throughout the entire uh, tournament. Yeah, you guys don't see it as like four dudes and, and two females. It's we got six players in this lineup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you got, Chris? Uh, I want to give a shout out to our females. Joanne made a crucial catch against Brett Baxter in um, what was it game? Five, four? Uh, four, yeah. Four. Uh, we were, I think we were four on four. Um, Ketchum threw at me, I blocked. Brett threw at me, and I blocked it. I hit Ketchum, 
and then Jeff stepped out of bounds. Um, so then it was it was Brett and their two ladies against um, Joanne and Emily, mm-hmm. and Brett threw it Joanne and and you know she caught it on a when they were trying to double throw her and that swung the game. It brought Matt back back in to he caught it, he closed it out. He caught got another catch and then he won that game. Um, but in one of the other games, Emily, which is it's her first year playing elite. Uh, one of the games she blocked Ketchum twice in a row somehow when he's full hop stepping at her, and then later in that game she took a his next throw straight to the face, walked off like a trooper. That's a that's a hard throw to just walk off like nothing happened. Yeah, especially in the face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got her really good. And this is uh, what was her last name? Emily Sadler. Sadler. Okay, cool. And um, Joanne. Esteban. I, I think it's Esteban. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because I, I, I like I said, I, I know uh, I've known Megan for a while, but um, the the other two look pretty pretty new for my end. Um, but um, now how about that? This is your first year playing, and then boom, national champion. So no pressure to continue that, <laughs> build off of it. It's a good way to finish or start, I guess, and then then end it with a, a championship. But um, I keep forgetting how solid of a player. Um, uh, baby Jeff is. Does he go by Baby Jeff? Or did people just start calling that? And he just puts up with it. <laughs> I'm actually not sure. Yeah. Uh, he's just kind of like he's kind of living in the Baby Geo uh, still. I don't think I don't think anyone really calls him Baby Jeff. Oh, but baby yeah, Baby Geo is. Yeah, he's got he has that on like the on the back of a lot of his jerseys. I think he actually has that on the Hello jersey. Um, gotcha. so yeah, he's just just kind of relishing because obviously you know everyone knows his brothers and you know everybody knows him at this point too. Yeah, um, they're just that's just a stacked uh, dodgeball family, honestly. <laughs> Lots of talent there, apparently. Yeah, yeah. who is uh? I think my my friend Nate was saying like, if your last name is uh, Giovinco, you're you're gonna be good. Like it's just guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And they uh, actually one of their cousins, I think, was a he was a professional soccer player in Canada. So that's just I, it. Just runs in the family. Yeah, it's, so, in, the, uh, it's in the blood. They're supposed yeah. to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris, really dumb question: Are you are you are you brothers with Sean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, four years older than I am. Um, he has more money to go play in tournaments than I do, sadly. Uh, okay. Thanks. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to assume, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I know that they're brothers. Speaking of, you know, things running in the family. and uh, Do you guys have a pretty good sibling rivalry there then? Or are you guys playing um, against each other? We, I feel like we both improved a lot from last season to this season. Yeah, we haven't played Elite very long three i think our first our first elite tournament was 2016 national championship and i think we got fifth in no sting coming from udc before that but elite is a whole different animal um yeah but last year we really improved we didn't really have anybody else to play with we one-on-one at a racquetball court probably once a week for the whole year and it helped us work on a lot of things because we are both um we're both very technical and we talk about, you know, your mechanics and whatnot, what we need to do to get better, what looks better, you know, what we're doing wrong. Um, so it's not really a rival rivalry. We want both want to see each other succeed. He was very happy when I won a national championship. And then I was very happy when he won a national championship. You know, it's it's good stuff. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 
that's a good showing for the Wheeler family there. I think, um, yeah, for sure. national champions in 2019 after just a couple years of playing and you guys both came from all you two, Kyle, right. Or Matt came from UDC. Um, yeah, our, yeah, well, well, Kyle, Kyle and I, both of us, uh, this is our first year, I guess, full first full year doing elite. Um, so it was kind of an adjustment at times. Uh, we, we've been fortunate enough to play in, you know, various tournaments that were not elite, um, you know, in the past year. But uh, obviously, yeah, adapting, going from the trampoline to the floor, um, you know, it's, you can't just pick it up immediately. You know, I think we've done pretty well um, at it so far, but we're, you know, we're still learning. We'll st we're still uh, improving and everything, but it's, it's, it's been a fun journey so far. Awesome. And I, yeah, I think with your guys' finish, uh, you proved that you are very, uh, very good at, at ground ball or earth ball, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's, it, like I said earlier, it's, it's going to be exciting to see how, how far you guys go um, mm -hmm. as you get older. Um, well, cool. Well, Matt, I think you're still team taco. Is that correct? Oh yeah. All day. Chris, you are looking disgusted. So are you team pizza? I am team pizza. Yes. I don't really like tacos that much. <laughs> I had tacos today. So, uh, yeah, I'm still biased. <laughs> just reinforce that, that stance. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I think that's pretty much all I have. Um, as I said, when I talked to Dylan, um, my hope is to actually put together, um, the East, uh, panel. Um, as well as the other divisions, just to try to get more uh, of dodgeball because there's so much that happens. But um, before we uh, wrap up, was there any any final alibis or reattacks, save rounds, last uh, shout-outs that you might have? Starting with you, Matt. Yeah, um, again, kind of to go back to some of the teams we played, uh, we played Team Awesome, and just, again, another shout-out to them. Um, you know, very happy with how the East Coast did, and you know, especially in this division, uh, having two teams in the Final Four and – Again, kind of, you can kind of compare these two guys to uh, to Kyle, Sander, and I. Uh, we know it's our first first year, you know, our first full year of, of doing elite. Uh, but again, the two guys, Team Austin, picked up. You know, you know, Drew, uh, you know, Zelinski, Matt was unavailable. Um, you know, a couple, little bit, little bit of a shuffle. Uh, they had a couple guys fill in. Um, but yeah, uh, Dylan Cruz and then uh, Jaquan Moore. Uh, both of those guys just, you know, they they had a fantastic showing. Um, Dylan actually played with us in uh, open as well. Uh, Quan stayed with um, stayed with Awesome. But yeah, both of them just, they, they had a lot to prove and they, I think they really made a solid, a solid name for themselves after this. Awesome. Yeah. Just like what he was saying, shout out, uh, Matt Geo. Good luck on your ACL recovery as well as Adam Demir also recovering from an ACL in the same tournament. Such bad luck. Yikes. Um, shout out my brother, national champion. Shout out my parents for being very excited about us being national champions. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 actually kind of cool to see more parents showing up too, uh, and, and supporting their their kids playing dodgeball. Um, I would never expect my parents to watch me play dodgeball. I've always tried to tell them, "Don't even bother. It's just my fun time." But um, I'm glad that we're, we're getting some, to see some of that support. But um, very cool, guys. Well, um, like I said, I, I'm trying to keep these relatively short because I want to go through all the other divisions and then go back and revisit them with the panels. But um, I definitely appreciate your time. And uh, Matt, thanks for being willing to hop on. Chris, thanks for hopping on as well, especially uh, so quickly. But um, yeah, I think we'll go ahead and end this uh, segment here. All right, so that was uh, Chris Wheeler and uh, Matt Levine. And guys, thank you so much for hopping on, being willing to uh, to talk about your experience uh, with the uh, No Sing Division. Um, more than happy to have you guys back on in the future. Um, Matt, it's always a pleasure. Chris, awesome getting to know you. 
And um, yeah, so one thing I wanted to add uh, post interview with uh, with Matt and Chris was that Chris wanted to make sure that he uh, he shouted out Mark and Vince for for all the work that they do. Um, and that goes back to the conversation that I had with Mark. There's just so many people doing incredible things um, that are just making these events happen. So, but uh, definitely want to make sure that we got that in there for you, Chris. And um, now we're going to go ahead and move on to the 8.5 uh, champions. Um, Dope, and the representatives will be uh, Tad DeLugo and Ashley Cook. All right, so in this segment, we're going to uh, pick the brains just briefly of uh, Tad DeLugo and Ashley Cook. Guys, thank you so much for, for hopping on and being willing to uh, kind of recap just real briefly your experience in the 8.5 uh, co-ed division. Um, first and foremost, congrats on winning. Um, and secondly, Tad, I've talked about you a lot on the podcast. Um, you were on my radar last year, uh, I think, when you started talking to me about ducks. I don't know if you remember that at all. I do. I yeah. do. Completely changed the way I, I, I see them now. And it's um, I remember where that came from. Uh, Felix asked Mark if he wanted to be attacked by like some horse-sized animal or horse-sized ducks. And I was like, dude, pick the ducks. And you're like, no, don't ever do that again. So appreciate yeah, the, that's, the uh, that's definitely a bad plan. I would say so. But um one of the reasons why I want to have you on here as well, Taz, just because, um, like, as I said, you're, you're talked about a lot. I know we go back and forth and I'm like, Hey man, give me something to talk about. And, um, I mean, you did with, uh, winning nose thing and then winning the, uh, code 8.5. So obviously we're a couple of days, uh, we can have from that, but what do you guys remember the most? Um, we'll start with you, Tad, just from that whole experience. Uh, from everything. I mean, just from 8.5 co-ed for winning with dope. Oh, um, I mean, that was the start of the weekend and to come out with a win, like, I mean, that felt amazing. And seeing that our team doesn't like none of us live in the same place. And we had a lot of like roster changes throughout the year. So to go from winning the first round, not being able to get it together the next few, and then to come out with the championship was um, amazing and special. Nice. What about uh, what about you, Ashley? What are your takeaways from from that team? I think my biggest thing with Dope was that um, this was one of my first times getting to captain or I guess co-captain a team, and especially doing that in I've done it for women's before, but especially doing it in a a co-ed setting was really different for me. Um, round one, I feel like I had to step up and make myself vulnerable and uncomfortable and to have had kind of like what Tad was saying, a, a really solid round one where we, we took that division and it was our first time playing together as a team and then go through a really rocky next couple of rounds and then all the rumors to have gone through and heard about and just so much crap happened before nationals to play in that division with that team and finally see things work was a really cool experience. Uh, I definitely cried after we won that last, uh, that last game and finals. Um, it was, it was really rewarding to know that all of that was worth it. Yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, if you, cause I, I didn't know, um, that there was like, it was like controversy to your team or you just like had to put up with like drama or, or what um, can you elaborate a little bit more into that or is that more personal 
there was, like Tad mentioned, some roster changes that I won't get into necessarily, but for various reasons, we had to make some changes and we lost some players. Um, and then people weren't sure if they could commit to nationals necessarily. And then plenty of people after round three um, were claiming that dope wasn't going to get back together and we weren't going to compete at nationals for whatever reason. I don't know where that rumor stemmed from, but um, to just overcome all of that BS and then come out on top felt really good. Gotcha. Okay. So you guys definitely had some like adversity going into nationals then. From all yeah. That. I mean, we had, we had some huge personalities on the team too. And, uh, getting those all to, to mix, to actually come to something was pretty incredible. What, um, yeah, speaking of personalities, I mean, looking at Billy, um, I don't know. Like when I talked to Billy, he seemed like a pretty good guy to me. I mean, he's always been, but, um, is it personalities like they're hard to work with or they're just, there's a lot of talent on this team. You guys don't know how to mix that in or like, how'd you guys work that out? I think they, uh, with this roster, if you look at the whole team, I mean, pretty much any other team, all the guys and the girls on our team are, you know, one of your first options on any other team. So when you have a bunch of first options, you know, you, some people got to take a back seat and games where you, you do everything and then other games where, you know, you don't do anything. And so it's about finding balance and so that can be tricky. Um, so I think that's that's a, a big thing. But also, you know, uh, when you're kind of seen as like the bad guys, calls don't go your way very often. And so trying to stay calm when when things just seem like they're kind of stacked against you uh, is another thing we really had to learn. Every round. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess everyone's probably going to say like, oh, calls never go our way either kind of, but yeah you you get big personalities and you know i mean billy's one of them where when you have a guy like that things go against you more often than not huh i mean yeah it's i mean we're we're, we're focused yeah. on on your guys's perspective and so i mean it, it doesn't like you don't have to worry about validating what you experienced um when it comes to like calls not going your way, I, I'm just kind of taken aback by it a little bit. Um, Cause as I said, you know, I've, I've known Billy for a while and I know sometimes he's controversial. Like he just speaks his mind and um, I don't really feel like that should warrant bad calls, but um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's just things are very quick to like where some people get a hundred warnings. It seems like, where when, when someone like Billy on our team or someone talks, like that's a yellow card right off the bat. Oh, so he's like and, got like no great um no leeway or, or no um Yeah, so you just you, you constantly example. walk a fine line. Gotcha. And Ashley's saying that that's just like one example. Yeah, that was that was um the thing that I struggled the most with, I think, um, this season was the yellow card thing specifically. I know that it's ref's discretion and all of that, but um, I did as captain and, you know, dealing with all of the egos and emotions and everything on our entire team. I, I did feel like some of those were out of place and unfair and it is the ref's discretion, but it just <clears throat> kind of sucks when it's happening, happening repeatedly. Gotcha. 
Hmm. Now I might get, might get some flack for this question. Um, so Tad, obviously I can't ask Billy cause he's not here, but the combine, uh, snuff for lack of better words, does this kind of make you feel a little bit better or a little validated or just that much hungrier for, for next year? Um, every tournament I've played in for a while, uh, with the exception of round two, I've won at least one division and I didn't get my invite. And so I kind of, I feel for like, I feel for people like Billy where they're a great player. They don't get invited and they keep winning. Cause I feel like I'm in that same boat. Um, so yeah, it does, it does make me hungry. You know, it, uh, it makes you, it makes you want to show out every time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not satisfied with just winning two divisions in nationals this year. You know, next year I'm going to go win four or five divisions. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win that many divisions. Definitely need to get into that more. Um, when you get a chance to interview you personally, but I just I remember that was a message that you'd sent me, I think back in July, uh, when all this happened and you're just like, Hey, mark my words. I'm going to, I'm going to show you some stuff. I'm going to win. And, uh, I mean, obviously you paid up, but uh, it's good to know that you're going to stay hungry. It doesn't stop with just two division wins and you're going to move on. But, um, before we get into some of like the actual play from that, from that, that day, um, Ashley, how do you, um, how do you take captainship over, I don't want to say these, these personalities, I, they just, you have an incredibly solid team of players here. How do you, how do you take the reins and get them to, to merge together and, and do so in a way that renders them national champions? How'd that, how'd that work out? It was kind of a roller coaster throughout the rounds and through nationals. Um, at round one, I had a lot of leadership help, I would say, um, from Vince. Obviously, Vince is a very strong leader. There's a reason he is so talented and has played at very high levels and captain at very high levels. Um, so honestly, he really helped me understand the way I needed to carry myself that would be understood and respected by all of our teammates. Um, I think throughout the rounds, it was kind of harder and harder as we went to keep all of our emotions in line and everything else like that. But it gets to the point where as captain, you just have to be leading by example. So in those moments where maybe we felt like the calls weren't going our way, I just did my best to try to remind every player that there's nothing we can do about that. All we can do is focus on that next move, that next game. How do we keep moving forward from that? We can't change what already happened. So just trying to keep that eye on the prize focused and pushing everyone to do their best moving on past the mistakes that were made, the catches that were dropped, the throws that were missed and just really focusing on to what's next since you can't change what we've already passed. That's just kind of like a, Hey, we just got to move on. It sucks, but we can't do anything about it. Just press forward. Is it too soon to ask or, or tell if this team will be back next year? Um, I mean, I think it it depends on if format changes next year. Um, you know, the team really hasn't come together and said whether we would like to change things up or do it again. But um, I would say at this point, it's probably safe to say that we would not come back. Hmm. Um, you know, go out on a high note and see if we can do it again with another team. 
Gotcha. Do you feel the same issue? Was, or was this like a mutual decision or just kind of speculating for now? Um, it definitely isn't something we have really discussed. Um, I know that there's talk of the three and three. I don't know. I think I read on Facebook earlier that that is not necessarily confirmed yet. So it's really hard to go and start planning for next season. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I really value the experience I've had with this team. I respect all of the players and I'm thankful for the opportunity. And at this point, it'll just be a, we'll see what happens next. So. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's almost when uh, Markel asked Mark, where's the next elite going to be? It's like, dude, that's way too soon. So I can't help myself though. Um, wanted to see if uh what the plans are because i'm i posted one thing asking about retirements and that took a huge dumpster fire into some other stuff and it just shows that there's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out before we start planning for the future even in retirement form so um that that was a dumpster fire but hey, i kind of enjoyed it i haven't read it yet no just oh. just stay away no spoilers divert the eyes it's, it's <laughs> like 130 comments or something oh my god no what spoilers I, what if i don't i'll procrastinate instead of studying it's fine mark i'm sorry um good intentions but you know what to say about those um i'm still working on my project but um yeah there was some definite collateral damage there anyway um well moving on to just the actual day and um I know that you you have this tendency to not remember what happened, Ashley. I think you just black out and then you wake up and you're like, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a champion yeah. again. So hopefully Tad can help out. But um, just kind of want to talk about like what uh, what your toughest matches were, uh, if you can remember. Um, we're kind of talking offline about um, I think it was Hello being the toughest one, at least during round robin. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I have a comment about that. <laughs> I mean, I guess, uh, um, go ahead. You, you can take that one. Okay. Well, I'll just mention one thing. I know earlier in the day leading up, I knew that we were going to play them. And when I was watching, all I saw was Kyle Sander catching absolutely everything. Yeah, he doesn't do that. So, um, sorry to put him on blast. But uh, we got into our huddle before the game, and I told my team, I go, hey, guys, here's the deal. Anybody, myself included, throws a catch to Kyle Sanders, you are doing ten burpees. So that was a that was our chat going into that, and um, unfortunately, one of our teammates did throw a catch, and he still owes me burpees. Oh, he didn't even deliver. Mm, not yet, but he not will. Not yet. I was going to make him at the bar, but I didn't see him. So uh, I was going to say, is it, for now, is it you, Tab? Was it you that didn't do uh, burpees? Nope, oh no, I don't that. throw catches. Oh, not when there's a not when there's burpees involved. That, that's okay, uh, that'll, that'll stop you. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I uh, we'll use that every game. I like that. I like uh, I like corrective punishments or corrective training, as we call them in the, in the army. Um, you, you mess up and hey, do some push-ups or burpees or something. It's uh, it's, it a was, way to, it's good to correct things. It was things. very effective. Yep. Um, yeah, I I think that was the most important game of the whole day, though. Um, it we we knew it was going to be a good matchup going into it, and it was our only loss in round robin. It it was what we needed. The team kind of blew up on each other, and 
it was a it was a real moment of where we could either decide we were all going to play selfish after that and not work as a team or we were going to come together and and take it all the way and uh after 10 minutes of us all kind of being upset at each other we we came together and decided we'd rather win than lose and it really that i think that game really fueled us all the whole way well, I, I cannot help myself. I'm going to go and stir the pot mode. Um, I asked, I was as I'm, I'm writing down the notes, like, okay, you said the team blew up. I thought you meant um, hello, but you guys blew up, you said. Yeah, yeah. Can you uh, uh, explain a little bit more without getting... Yeah, I mean, I made, a, uh, I made a poor play. Definitely a poor play on my part. Um, and it resulted in me getting out and losing one ball and then the team kind of got picked off from there. Mm. Uh, so I, I, and that was game two, we had one game one. And so I sat game three and game three didn't go very well. And just in our huddle at the end of the game, it was kind of a blame game, uh, all over the place. And no one really wanted to own up to what they had done wrong. And it just, you know, it, it was honestly like, you know, it was kind of ironic, but it was what we needed, you know, was that that moment. And when we came back together before the next game, you know, everyone kind of looked around, apologized and, you know, said we'd rather work together than against each other. And it just so happened to, you know, kind of bring us even close together. And after that, everyone was, I feel, extremely positive towards each other. Every time someone made a play, they, they were right there. I'd be like, hey, great hit, great catch, you know. You know, when things just didn't quite pan out, you know, after that, everyone kind of was like, hey, it's all right. We're going to come back. We're going to do this. And we pretty much felt unstoppable after that. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that's kind of why I wanted to stir the pot a little bit is just because for teams that go through these dark moments in the middle of the, the tournament, there's still a lot of dodgeball left. Um, you can either go one way or the other. And the other way is just fall apart and have a have an early exit and not recover or in your guys's case recover and then also take the championship. So it's kind of why I was, was wanted to dig in a little bit more about that. So you're thinking just kind of forgiving each other, um, talking each other up and as Ashley put it like moving forward, focusing on what you can do, kind of turn that around or do you have anything else to add to that Ashley or how you were able to kind of help pull the team out of that? Cause that could be dangerous. I think at that point, Kind of went back to our focus of why we put the team together. Um, originally, when we set up this roster, it was for 8.5 specifically, not no sting. So going into the West round and it being no sting, it was um, different from what our expectations had been. And I mean, I still wouldn't have made really changes to the roster, but it, it wasn't what our intention was, you know? And so going into nationals and starting out with 8.5, like, that is why we picked these players to play together. Like that was what we had envisioned. And so when we created our group chat, how we got our team name, I think it was Mikey, right, Tad? Does that I sound right? I believe so. I think, I think it was Mikey. He just goes, this team is dope. And then from there, it was like team name. There it is. That's simple. That, that describes it. There it is. So um, I think at that point we took our little breather. Everybody had their reset real quick before going into bracket. 
we got out there and we remembered this is why we were here. We are there for 8.5 to play together, to show how dope we are. And we just kind of watched it come together through every single game. Nice. Just kind of resetting back to our original goal kind of helped uh, to get some focus. Do you, uh, do you guys remember like a particular, cause this is just more of like a West coast bias thing, but do you remember like a particular region giving you guys a harder time? So you said like, uh, hello was, um, the match that mattered the most. Um, but did you notice like either South, North or East really bringing it to you guys or, um, I, we kind of talked about it when we were in round Robin and, uh, we played mid- almost all west coast teams through round robin um primarily uh there were a few other teams thrown in but honestly no one gave us that much trouble um there was even teams in our pool that like were missing players so we like no one really tested us until hello gotcha yeah i um I want to hear more about other regions, but at the same time, like it, it is what it is when it, when, in terms of like your path. And this is why I want to do, like, I want to talk to the other region, no panelists from, from this year. But, um, what I'm noticing just from my outside perspective is, um, you know, the West is starting to, I don't want to say lose ground, but the, these other regions are definitely stepping up and it's kind of cool to hear that, you know, an East coast team was able to kind of give you guys a hard time. And, um, you know, kind of wake you guys up as you progress to, to the finals. Um, it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing to admit. Cause I'm always, you know, want to be like, yeah, West coast is the best. But at the same time, after talking to other regions and seeing the growth and development, it's like, yeah, it's, it's good to see other, other regions coming in into the. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like the, the good teams in the other regions are definitely able, like they're definitely able to compete with the West coast. I think what, what sets the West coast apart, personally is that even our weaker teams nothing against them you know but just the teams that aren't as strong are able to compete at a higher level than the weaker teams in other regions so it looks like we have more like we are more talented but i just think that like i mean i guess that's kind of what i'm saying but well they can hang because they're they're playing against the top two teams all the time um la is just constantly playing dodgeball so it's kind of like man they're kind of a product of their environment um kevin said something really cool when i was talking to him about pinch and he says the uh the canopy continues to rise and so like if with la and the west like that's just a fact like their teams are just getting better and better because they're always playing and if that's not happening on the other regions then i don't want to say they'll stagnate but um I'm, I'm seeing that canopy start to rise in those other regions as well and so we'll get to a point where it could be anybody's region uh, when it comes to like the talent pool so that's exciting, but um, kind of wanted to just real quick kind of go over the bracket. So I'm looking, um, you guys took double tap four to one, then you played Roybots four to one, and then Rainbows four to one, which um, I was I was expecting to go pretty far uh, just because they're a solid team. But um, do, you, do you guys remember anything from that matchup at all? Ashley? Um the rainbows one yeah the the I think this is like okay. semifinals quarterfinals um let's see i know game one against them 
they hit a triple on us on like one of the first throws and it was a that was that was like a scary moment like like game one was slipping away so fast and it looked like it was going to be a hard fought battle the rest of the way through um i think it was the first time i kind of felt nervous Kind of what I was looking for, um, just because Rainbow is very well put together team, very comprised. Um, but then seeing four to one, no offense to them or you guys, but I, I was thinking four two maybe at, at best four three, right? So since I didn't get to watch that, I was just curious, like if there was anything that happened to them or if you guys just were the better team that day, uh, four times over. Um, I don't really remember much from that match. Shocker. Um. <laughs> But I do remember one moment, which I want to say was the last game, but it might not have been. I can't remember exactly. But there was a game where I was in with a male on my team. We'll say Billy. Um, I might be wrong on that teammate, though. And I don't recall who it was on Rainbows, but it was a 2v1 situation. Dope had two. Rainbows had one um, player left. And they threw and it hit the ground then my foot but it was a close call i looked to the ref the ref called me safe um, after the ref called me safe i continued to move forward with the play uh, my teammate will say billy might not be billy um hit the player on rainbows rain bros out and then there was discussion that potentially I interfered with play and it kind of drew out and created a little bit of tension during that match. Um, Mm. Other than that specific call though, I don't really recall too much from that set. Not to dismiss rainbows at all, but it was just kind of like a, it was a dodgeball match. Like you just had to, had to win that day. Nothing drastic or aside from that little potential mishap. Yeah, I don't think too much else um, went on. Uh, no, like, they I were, think that game was pretty straightforward. Gotcha. I think they were throwing hard, but from what little I do remember, I feel like they just weren't getting their hits off. I mean, they did start with that uh, that triple kill, but other than that, like generally speaking, I think we were just doing better at making our hits than they were at that time. Yeah, this is the case like when you in these recaps, I'm talking to players like, Hey, what do you remember? Um, and they don't really have much to say other than, Oh, so-and-so had a double catch and that turned the game around or so-and-so did this or, or that. It's like, no, we just, we just did our best. We were just like, we made our hits and we made our catches. And sometimes that's, that's all you need. You don't need anything I, super crazy. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were dealing with injuries that day as well. Oh, I think I had heard something about Sean's I, back. Yeah. Sean's back, I don't think was hurt, which is obviously like a big, you know, a big time thing for them, especially in 8.5. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know how severe that was or anything, but I think they were dealing with like some injuries and then possibly Allen or Ricky, one of the two was injured as well. So, I mean, they were definitely, you know, not at full strength as well. Yeah. It's, you can see Sean, uh, if you watch the showdown uh, matchup, he's, he's a lot slower than, we're used to seeing and he later points out in the comments uh, he, i think he'd thrown his back out or he pulled it or so um yeah that's a that'll impact the team for sure but uh i mean speaking of injuries and i hate to bring this up but so you guys moved on from rainbows to page against machine had page been injured at this point or 
she got injured the game before us. Oh man. And, and I mean that whole team the game before us, that team played it played out of their minds. I mean and I felt like Paige crazy. Yeah, Paige was definitely like I felt like the the heartbeat of that team at that moment. That's why they're named after her. She's such a bad Yeah. And so, you know, they just played a hard fight, you know, to seven. You know, absolutely pumped up adrenaline and then to kind of have like the heart and soul of that team get injured yeah, yeah. Uh, a really unfortunate situation for them and whatnot and, um, and for finesse oh yeah and for finesse yeah fury i mean that that that's a tough team and yeah i just that sucks like i so she like she didn't she break her foot in like two places and still three played. places and fractured another good god and she still played too she still finished the the round as best she could yeah yeah, yeah. so much respect that. for her yeah ab- absolute monster but you know it just i was you know, after watching them play that game too you know we we're sitting on the sidelines i was i was like wow they're they're absolutely juiced and uh that's gonna that's gonna be tough to walk into and so you know kind of sucks that they they couldn't go into that full strength juice that would have been a that would have been a wild game yeah it's unfortunate um just just completely takes the win from your sales yeah dodgeball so, content gods took us yeah they didn't want it that day they, they yeah. wanted uh something else i guess um which i guess i mean led to uh what you guys put against echo for the finals right four three yes so that's a match I'm curious to to know about, just from what you guys can recall. How how would how was that? Because I, um, I remember there were a couple of games, or well, one for sure, but I want to say two games possibly where um it got down to just me versus a lot of them. Uh, I recall one specifically. I got really amped up. I got, I want to say, two or three kills, and then dodged um one or two of Ketchum's throws before he just blasted me but it's fine <laughs> i tried you know at least i didn't like cower away whatever um anyway i'm fighting kiki had a crazy uh like ankle foot catch thing behind her like oh yeah i don't know the- how to explain what happened but the ball like went through her legs and she caught it with her heels that was pretty crazy wedged between her like ankles and butt or between her ankles something like that but behind her it was crazy and that was to end one of the games i don't remember the order of them um there was one game where it got down to pion versus myself justine and billy and i remember we real quick huddled and Billy goes, Pine's going to pump and he's going to throw low on you. Catch it. And I go, okay. And then it actually happened. And that was the end of that, which was pretty exciting. See, then I did. Um, what else happened? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously Echo has been there. Uh, what feels like every time. Um, and so they're, you know, they're a great team with a ton of great players, but, uh, I didn't feel like they played to their full potential that day, which, 
Maybe you just know, off, maybe? Or? I don't know. Half that team plays on Crisis, and they came out the next day swinging. But uh, but on that day, they didn't seem very focused to me. They le- they left themselves open a lot. We were able to take a lot of like pretty free hits. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not really sure. You know, obviously they're all. I don't know all... the route to get there either. They might have had a a somewhat not to bash anybody, but you know, a, a, an easier route to get there as well, which could make for it harder to get into the right mindset too, potentially. Well, they went to um, first round was against Elote, which might have been a fun team. Sorry if if they're not. I just figured funny name. Um, four zero, and then clutch mode four one, and then havoc four two. Before they and went havoc. to rise four three, so I don't know. Maybe rise tired okay. them out or. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess maybe they were tired. That could have been it. Um. But. Yeah, they just left themselves open a lot, and we and that was on their part. But we capitalized on that very, very, very well. And uh, I feel like we didn't leave too much room for air. So, you know, we played we one of our best games. Our hits. We were making our hits. I even had hits that game, and I don't usually get too many hits with eight point five. I'm usually pretty willing to give up my ball during eight five yeah you know and and again to credit them you know they've been there a thousand times and yeah they're an excellent team that knows how to win so absolutely yeah we we played super well and i'm i'm very thankful the team came together to do that you know and uh i wouldn't have rather have done it you know i didn't want to play anyone else in the finals you know if i'm gonna play someone i want to play you know champions yeah, I mean, that's so. what they're like. I think two-time champions or at least last year for sure. Two or three, I think. Yeah. Like you said, that they've been there for a while, and they've been dominating the West Coast for quite some time. So if you're going to – I mean, you got Rise coming up next, so you definitely had the proving ground in terms of final matchups, um, whether it would have been for Rise or Echo. It's still a, yeah. a tall order. So It felt um... – it felt very full circle to me as well. Like we, yeah, our our first round together, we had to play them in the finals, and we came out on top of that. And then we we couldn't really get it together the next two rounds, and so for it to come all the way back around to national finals against them and and to win was a nice like finish where you start kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, it's always good to have that. I would say like closure yeah. almost, but so yeah, I think that's pretty much all I, all I had really. Um, I really like the opportunity to kind of talk about more about the team dynamic. I know in the previous recaps, uh, at least with the quote unquote winners, um, we talked more about the actual path towards winning, but you guys threw in a really cool dynamic and just talking about like the adversity you guys had to come through or overcome. So I really appreciated that opportunity, but um, before we wrap up, did you guys have any final thoughts and we can start with you, Tad. Um, I mean, I guess I'll just say, you know, uh, I'm thankful for this opportunity and I appreciate every teammate that we had, you know, from start to finish, you know, um, you know, Brandon Kelly for subbing at nationals for us and, uh, you know, doing, doing a great job for us. Um, he played wonderfully. 
uh, Vince for the, the amazing Jersey designs and, you know, really starting this team off. Right. Um, yeah. Our, our, uh, yeah, just everyone. It was a great experience and, uh, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad we won together. Nice. How about you, Ashley? Um, I agree with everything Tad said. Um, I also, at this point, would just like to shout out Mark and all the work he does to put this crazy event together for our teams to even go through the adversity and the wins and experiences that we all get to have. But um, it was huge to have Brandon help us out at nationals. And um, Vince, like I mentioned earlier, was a, a huge help in starting and especially with helping me grow as a leader and guide the team and yeah uh shout out for uh frank as well for shooting champagne uh straight into mine billy's and mikey's eyes perfect thanks for that <laughs> i'm sure there's video of that right pull that up maybe <laughs> later enjoy it um yeah i i know that real quick there's there's a thread i forgot who posted it but it was, it was talking about like how uh, women can do more than just hit, hang out in the back and, and fetch balls. They can play corners now. And in Dope's instance, they can even captain a team of very, um, for lack of better words, very uh, high-charging uh, individuals. So that's, that's pretty cool and kind of a pioneer in a way, Ashley. So glad I got to dig into you guys a little bit more. And, um, yeah, I think uh, – well, congratulations, obviously, if I didn't say that earlier. But, um, yeah, I think we'll end the, the segment here. All right, so that was uh, Tad DeLugo and Ashley Cook kind of recapping their experience through um, 8.5, and I kind of liked how they focused a little bit more on the team. Um, as I said, that these these are different perspectives, um, not looking to hear every single match play-by-play, because, play, um, again, I'm just going to point to the fact that there are there's just tons of footage out there still coming out with clips, but um, I feel like they provided, especially Ashley provided a unique um just angle with, with what the team goes through. Um, each team goes through a, a kind of story, for lack of better words, when they begin the tournament in the morning all the way to the end, especially for those that, that take first. And I think it was just really cool to kind of dive into that and, and gain that perspective. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that portion. But now we're going to move into the 8.5 division with um, Dylan Clark-Odin to kind of talk about his perspective with Heat. Dylan, what's up, man? How's it going? I feel like I should know this already just because uh, we've talked a lot, but do you go by your full last name, Dylan Clark Odin, or is it Clark? Or uh, Pretty much. I use both. Um, if the, lane, the name's too long for the jersey, I just go with Clark. Gotcha. But calling you Dylan Clark Odin, that's, that's not upsetting you because I've, I've done that a lot during the podcast. So, That's no, all good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you reaching out, man. Um, yeah, I, I definitely have said uh if you want to be on the podcast to talk about anything please reach out to me and and those that do um end up coming back on here so you definitely make my life a lot easier and um it kind of worked out because you have a perspective from the tournament that i don't have um and that's you took it all so first off congratulations on taking 8.5 thank you it was uh it was a good battle and uh i'm glad we we took uh at least a medal from nationals so it was good it was fun i'll say uh and that's just one more thing to add to your accomplishments that i was asking for earlier for the uh 
the legitimacy campaign photo. So lots of <laughs> make some adjustments there, but, um, yeah, I, not to, not to diss you guys by any means, but, um, we had crisis pegged for 8.5 and I'm sure a lot of people were, were thinking that was going to happen. And, uh, we had you guys for, for no sting and it looks like there was a, like a flip. Um, what did you guys do differently? Um, cause I mean, we, we can probably get into it, uh, but when I watched the the finals, uh, you guys were just, it was a very efficient matchup. I think it was, what, four to uh, two to four was the, the final score? Yeah, it's actually, they put the wrong score, but it was it was four to one. Okay, four uh, to one. But yeah, I mean, we, our bracket wasn't necessarily super tough. If you look at the bracket, like a lot of, I'm going to say like, I don't know, six of the top eight teams were on the other side. So we kind of lucked out in that, in that point. Um, and it just kind of how it worked. Like we didn't really have a great, um, round Robin. I think we went like six and three and that landed us in the 11 seed. And the way the bracket turned out, it kind of just favored us because we, um, not that we played like an like it got like an easy schedule, but we just didn't see like a lot of the heavy hitters until the finals. Um, and kind of the same thing. Like we, um, I mean, Crisis played a really good game, and we just kind of had it on in the in the finals. Um, so yeah, uh, we we got we played downpour first, four uh, one, and then actually we ran into clutch mode, and they i mean points wise they gave us our toughest match of that bracket we won four to three had to go to game seven and it could have been that factor of we've never played them before i've never played them before um so yeah they had they had their catching on and uh they gave us a good match yeah that's uh that's one of the things i love about about nationals is you get to play against teams that you know you don't don't get to um, and the West being as big as it is, I mean, we've all faced each other at some point. So you introduce new, new elements like clutch mode and they have that surprise. I'm like, you don't really know unless you're, unless you're paying attention that, you know, Chris de Jesus is a catch beast. Um, and there's, there's another individual, um, his name is spacing right now. Sorry, man, if you're listening, but he's doing back-to-back catches. So you, so you know that much at least, but, um, do you remember, like, were, were they catching you guys a lot to get um, three points on you guys? Yeah, they were. I mean, they had uh, a couple guys that were catching, and I think it was TJ in the other corner. He was having a good match. Um, but, yeah, they had um, they had some good catchers that we've never really seen before, so a couple of those solo throws kind of kind of got to us. You paid and, for those. Uh, it, always, it always flips the game, especially on a catch, because – bring one in we get one out so um yeah we did uh i mean again went to the game seven and uh we kind of just pulled it out and then uh we had to go face um boosh which was actually we have never really played against them um as much as we play together in other tournaments um we've never faced them but that was probably one of the funnest matches just because I mean, it's a bunch of USA guys versus a bunch of USA guys and playing the ball type that we're not, it's not necessarily our favorite. Right. And uh, that was just such a clean game. And like, I mean, we were hugging each other after the game and uh, 
So yeah, it was fun. So it was a friendly match. Like it wasn't, uh, you guys didn't yeah. hit each other afterwards. No, it was like, there was zero chirping. There was everybody taking their own outs, everyone calling themselves out. And, uh, those are the matches I look forward to. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, chirping and, and people taking their outs, uh, Derek Johnson. So I, um, I think both me and Nate threw at him. He cleared a ball and one of our balls hit his like right heel or ankle and um he wasn't sure if he got called out because unfortunately the refs missed it and um he was looking at us like that hit me that it hit me and he was so adamant about making sure that um he was hit like in, in an honest way it was, it was really awesome and i'm like you know losing my mind I'm like yes i hit you like get out because because he's such a, a catch beast like i just like that was a good shot we needed him to get out and i was just getting really excited but um yeah that that's that's like the general like feeling of that whole team like they're all solid players very honest um and they'll they'll look to you if 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 they if they think you got a shot or a piece of them and the reps aren't calling it you know they'll be like hey did that that hit me because they respect the game so much so um i can see how that'd be a good a fun match and um i'm glad that there's no animosity and and no um what was the word you said earlier nobody was like um how you just said it because uh, that was something that mark had talked about in the precap that there was a lot of like showboating and um i guess i don't want to say like unsportsman unsportsman like conduct but um i'll have to go back and, and hear that again but it's when, when matches are like are like this like yeah you want to win you play your best but at the end of the day we're all we're all still part of that community so it's, it's good to see that that carried on um that far into the into the finals um do you remember your matchup against downpour at all um, not a lot. We, we, I mean, we, we faced them a lot and it's funny cause even though we went, we won all right, we won four to one, they always, no matter what, give us a hard time cause they're just kind of like squirrely players that counter, they do some random stuff that you don't know what's going to happen. And we just like, we knew going into that to like not take them lightly. So whether we were up, 2-0 or 3-1 like we knew we still had to put our foot on the gas so and yeah, you, you kind of just have to have that mindset throughout the whole bracket play yeah you can't sneeze on them definitely yeah because i mean even round robin round robin it kind of humbles us especially not having a great round robin like we lost to i don't know we lost to grit we lost to i think team awesome um it's just teams that you don't really see it all the time and um, you just can't take advantage of having any lead at any point. Yeah, especially uh, teams that you played against often in the West. Like they they kind of know more about you, and they can use that against you uh, to their advantage. Um, so it's always like a thing too. It's like oh, we any any time I've ever played against a team that we practiced with in Phoenix, it's like okay, they know all of our weaknesses and all of our tendencies. So yeah, they may not be as high of a seed as us. Like we we can't we can't snooze on them, and it's good to see that uh, downpour is still still um still playing and and, and improving because uh, i think one of the biggest things with teams is, is consistency but um this is your is this your guys's first year or second year it's your first year right it's our second year as heat and it's our first year um it's heat's first year at nationals i went to nationals last year and played with brick squad um so that's when me and sean played together um he played with heat uh, last year throughout most of the rounds and asked me to come to nationals on brick squad. So that was my first nationals, but this is the first one for most of the heat guys. Gotcha. So, yeah. 
yeah, just kind of speaking towards consistency, but then you have a relatively new team coming in here and, and just, uh, just taking it. Like, yeah, you said a lot of it might've been just good chance and good placement in the brackets, but I mean, you had to go up against crisis. So, I mean, that's a team, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, we knew, we knew one of those, uh, one of those dark horses was going to make it all the way and we're just trying to figure out which one. And I was, I was a little more reluctant. It was crisis as opposed to anarchy because we actually have never faced crisis at full strength in any of the rounds. Um, I think round two, we faced them, but they didn't have catch them and I wasn't there. And so we never really faced them at, at all besides like no sting so um, we've known how to play them. So I was a little more happy with that because going against Anarchy, uh, it's a big powerhouse team to go against. And we played them in round three and they beat us, I think it was like four to two. Um, and they just have the guns to, to overpower us. And we kind of have to rely on some catches to swing, the, swing those games. So um, playing Crisis was a little more wishful for us, I think. And we knew how to play them and it, it just, we just kind of executed it to how we wanted. Yeah. So did you guys, um, did you have like a specific strategy going into crisis? Like we're going to focus on uh, catching. Cause I'll, I'll tell you what I saw, but I want to hear like what, um, what, like, what would you guys talk about in the huddle or what your, your mindset was or your approach? I mean, we, we, I mean, we've got the veterans to know what we need to do. Um, but our main target was, uh, I think, it's so for me going on the rush. I got to worry about Brody getting that step back because his long, lanky limbs yeah. can get behind that clear line way faster than me. Even though I might get to the line first, he's getting behind the throw line first. And it was actually just kind of a trade. Like we kind of just traded him for Frank. He went for Frank, so um, that was our trade off from the start. And then. Um, if you don't get Brody out, you got to get him out because he's going to be thrown from the middle. And then uh, obviously you got to worry about Pyon because um, he can just flip the whole game for for them. And then catch him, it's like he's almost impossible to hit in the corner. So you kind of just have to wait for a good counter and then hope um, somebody on your team takes that good trade, whether it has to be me or Vince or Tyler. Um, that's what we got to do. And it just kind of worked out that way. And yeah. I watched that match a couple of times and, and we did have some good catches. I think Tyler had some good catches. Um, Frank had a big one in uh, game, uh, the game that won it in game five. Yeah. I was um, going to say, I think it was game five where he had, like jumped and caught. Was it, was it catch him that he took out? Um, I think it was, so it was, I think it was Brody's throw. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was... might've, it might've been Tad. I couldn't remember it. One of those two. And then um, Frank was backpedaling and he, went on slid on the, back on the ground and it tipped up and I caught it. And that's a big one. Cause then now catch out. And then I think Pyon counted, we, we countered Pyon and now it's just Brody and Tad versus the six of us. So I kind of sealed the deal and it was a big, big swing. It was kind of unfortunate for catch I mean, he made a good throw. It just kind of popped up and that's kind of just what happens. Yeah. Those, those are the worst. Like, man, I got that guy, but you know, here's the pop-up. And I mean, it's, it's almost like, I mean, not, not nearly as bad as last year, but he was, he had doom on the, on the ropes and, um, 
he kicked, he kicked, he hit Vince and Vince ended up kicking the ball, whether it was on purpose or not. It was like a hacky sack kick. And I think Ish had like the, the good sense of mind to just sacrifice everything to catch that ball. And, uh, I mean, what can you do against pop-ups? Um, if you're the team that gets that pop-up, like there is some skill involved where you're just being aware of what's happening. And that was really good. And that, that's kind of what I was going to go with, with, um, what I saw watching you guys was just the awareness of each other was, was pretty on point. Um, you talked about like how you had to get Brody out twice essentially, or for two reasons. One, because he can take you on the rush and he can, you know, I think he even got like two or three people off, um, out in a couple of games earlier just from doing that. And then also you still have to worry about, Oh, it's still Brody. He's still in the middle. So making sure that whoever was assigned to take him out did that, even if it was at, at their expense. But again, going back to, to the, just the awareness of each other, every time Ketchum went for, Vince, one of you guys made him pay for it. Like you would take him out almost immediately afterwards. Um, there was one instance where he got Vince and then just out of nowhere, Tyler just gunned him down. And it was like, I don't know if he just knew that you guys were going to protect him or if he didn't care. Um, but he made, he was like a missile, just like a freaking catch him seeking missile took him out. And that was like every single exchange. So you guys are really good at protecting each other and also making sure that that sacrifice happened. I, I, I don't think it was, at least that from what I can recall where you guys sacrificed yourself for, for no, uh, for no gain, if that makes sense. Like you didn't lay yourself out there, get hit and then didn't make uh, the other team pay for it. So I don't know if that just came with practice or if that was just the mentality you guys have, but that was, that was pretty impressive to watch. And I was, I was telling, uh, Nate, it's like, you got to see how these guys are. You just have that trust there. It was pretty, pretty awesome to watch. Yeah. You just kind of have to have that game plan going into it. And then, um, yeah, once it executed, like it did, I mean, that's kind of the results that'll happen. And a big thing too, was we were, we were hitting our spots a lot, which helped where we almost, I don't know. I don't know if we did. I think the only game we did throw a catch was off the rush and Brody caught it and we lost that game. So minimizing the catches you throw and picking your spots is, uh, is big for us. And I'm not, I'm not like a huge, like I'm not known for having a big arm in 8.5. So I have to put in spots that people aren't going to catch it. So it's just kind of what you have to practice and work on your throw. And even though it's not my favorite ball type, that's what I have to deal with. And you just got to trust your teammates to, to back you up if you do make a mistake. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, that's the literal definition of a team. Like you can have six phenomenal players, but if they're all doing their own thing, then they're, I don't want to say they're worthless because they'll still get pretty far, but if all six of you guys are executing, doing your job, so to speak, um, I mean, it, it, I think you just saw the difference with uh, with how you how well you guys did. The um, I was going to ask from your bracket um, and also from the round robin schedule, uh, is there a specific region that gave you the, the hardest time? Like, if, if you had to be like, oh, this like the West was more tough, or like, was there any regions that surprised you? Um. It wasn't the West because we've played like all those West teams so many times that we know what to expect. And um, I think we lost, we lost to Havoc. Um, two to one, it came down to one versus one. So that wasn't a big surprise. It just kind of happened that way. But um, the East kind of gave us a hard time, like Team Awesome. Like we just know going into it, they're kind of like us. They're, they're a little scrappier, but they, they've played so long together that they know how to win and we came down to a um 
game three of round robin and we lost. So we knew going into that that it was gonna it was gonna be rough, but just you just gotta learn from it and hope you get it together in bracket play. So yeah, yeah. I'd say the East was a a big one, and then uh, we were always looking out for the North. I think we played Notorious. I was gonna ask about that. Like, uh, you're just playing a team of like linebackers, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I don't play pinch uh, against them. But uh, 8.5 is a little bit better. <laughs> just open 8.5. I'm, I'm good with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take that clip, and then I'm gonna somehow splice in with when it comes to foam in 8.5. What is it? And it's gonna have you saying 8.5 is better. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'll play that team in foam any day. That'd be fun to see. I, I would like to see how they can adapt to foam, but um, yeah, they they are monsters at pinch, and some of that translated pretty well to just regular eight point five. But do you remember? Um, because you guys took them two to one. Um, what what was their play like? Were they just very offensive or for notorious? For notorious, they were they they played a good offense. I mean, you just got you've got these towers standing at you, getting ready to throw at you from the the neutral zone, um, and they. They know how to catch. I mean, I think pinch, watching pinch on Sunday was more of just you stand in your spot and you make sure you just catch the ball, like let it come to you. Um, so they knew that. And they don't have to worry about the curve as much in open 8.5. So they, they had some good catches on us. And uh, from what I remember, they had some pretty clutch plays. So, yeah, it was a, it was a fun team to play against. And they're, they're all like hard throwers, so. Yeah, if you got some power, I remember refing uh, last year. Uh, Fortune, I was like corner ref, so I didn't really have to watch too much. But just watching them play against Fortune, uh, I was like, man, this team is solid. They got to be scary and pinch. And then, sure enough, uh, absolutely. Um, you get? Do you remember A Town at all? I I think they're the new team from Oklahoma. I don't know too much about them. I only talked to like one of their parents. But um, do you remember that match? I do remember that. It wasn't. Uh... Wasn't the best. I think that was one of our uh, chirpiest games. Oh, that's the word you used earlier. Chirpy. There you go. Chirping. Yeah, it was a it was a chirpy game. They they played a weird style where they would um, hide behind a blocker, and it came down to a lot of calls where we would hit the guy behind the blocker, and it was almost like did it hit both of them or did it bounce or what was going on and. Luckily, the refs. I think the refs handled that game pretty well. Um, I've never seen them. I, I actually never heard of them before. Um, but the refs had to make a lot of the calls that game in order for us to to win. I see. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> so, so your reaction, like, I, I kind of got that from some of the people I've talked to offline, just because I was curious. Like, for me, it's like, oh, sweet, a new state, new new potential Midwest region, maybe. Because um, I'm always happy to see new teams and new players. But um, it sounded like, without uh, assuming too much, they've got a long way to go um, in terms of some of the unspoken rules of dodgeball. And I don't really know exactly what that means. Um, I don't know. Maybe as a, as a first-year team, they didn't catch on as much. But uh, yeah, hopefully after – I mean, this – for – for this nationals, I think this was the most honest and um, that I've seen a lot of players take like nicked outs where it's just, I, I didn't see it hit you and you're calling yourself out, which was great. Um, I tried to tell my team to do the same thing. And for the most part, it's like, I, I never really have to call my own players out. 
So um, it's good to see from other regions and other teams doing the same thing. That's catching on. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I talked to uh, one of the, one of the mothers, they were, they were just saying that in their re- where they're from, they, I think that was all just trampoline ball and they were the best and they wanted to come see, you know, where they stood. And I asked her, well, are, do you think they'll come back? And she said, yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll come back. They've got a lot to learn and a lot to, uh, to like digest. So I'm hoping that that's part of that is just like the, you know, you're all, it's almost like we're both implying that they're playing the whistle a little bit. If that's the case, hopefully they're not. Cause that's what the majority of us, um, are trying not to do. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's always good to see, uh, new teams. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, the refs should just be there to make the close calls and not the obvious ones. Yeah, I so I had a really interesting matchup. It was um, L.A., um, the Raiders against, uh, who was it? It was, let's see if I can find it real quick. But it was such a cool match because they were so good at taking their outs. Like, I couldn't even blow the whistle in time. I know a lot of people are like, why don't the rest blow in the whistle? Um, because usually like if it's so dang clear, um, you know, it's like, okay, this guy knows he's going out, but then you're watching like, wait, he's not going out. Holy, holy crap. I got to blow the whistle and, and get him out of here. Uh, I think it was Raiders against uh, judgment. Um, and they were just so quick to take their outs. Like I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't even blow the whistle in time. And, and some of these were like, they, they might've needed a whistle because they're so close. And I, I actually pulled the captains aside and said, Hey, thank you guys for telling your team to be so honest. Um, that's the kind of dodgeball we all, we all need. Cause as refs, you know, we can't catch everything. And so, you know, I hate to make that call where it's like it hits somebody on the right side and I can only see the left. And I, I have to base off what I think I heard and what I saw versus, Oh, that player is doing the right thing and taking themselves out. So from my point of view, um, minus a couple of mishaps here or there, um, I feel like there was just a lot of honesty and, um, it's good to hear that that was kind of the same on, on your side too. And I hope that's, the overarching theme of like this year is just better, better help, better outtaking and just, uh, just a better, uh, experience for everybody instead of my little happy bubble. It progresses the sport. What's that? It progresses the sport. That yeah, exactly. It, it does. It makes you me want to, makes me want to come back and it's, it's just, uh, it's just a better way to, to, to be, um, were you, uh, did you have a chance to spectate any, any games outside of your brackets? Like were you guys, you said you mentioned like you were looking at anarchy as, as potentially playing against them, but, um, any matches that, that you might've seen, uh, other than yours that you played in? You know, it was kind of tough. Like once we got deeper into the bracket, it was almost just like, as soon as we're done, we got to play another game. Um, but I did watch, um, some of the, crisis and rise game um and there was just kind of um crisis was in i mean they it looks like they won 4-1 so we just knew they were going to have the same momentum we were going to have going into the finals i mean we we played corruption in the semis and we won 4-0 um and so we just knew both of us were we're both hitting we're just it's going to be a good game so whoever just executes is going to take it. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, we played rise and we played crisis and we just know it's going to be, I mean, whoever came out of that battle, is just, we're just going to have to execute once we get to the championship. Yeah. I like, I like that. Just that, that feeling of, 
okay, we're gonna we're gonna play the winner. So let's let's watch them. So I like I like being able to do that, but I also like the reverse. We're like, okay, they're curious to see how this match is gonna play out because we might face them. It's just it, it kind of adds like a like an exciting kind of tension to it, like a suspense. I think. And you're just like, oh yeah. man, like Crisis just took out Rise. They're three one. It's looking like we're gonna play Crisis guys, and you just kind of like, okay, we're gonna have to play a different type of dodgeball. Or we're gonna have to, like you said, we're just gonna have to make sure that we're on because they're on as well, and they're coming at you with that momentum. And then um, corruption. I so we talked about it. Uh, I'm not sure when this will air the uh, the video version this week in American Dodgeball. Like how we were all pretty shocked. No offense to corruption. But to see them go so far as to take fourth, um, that was definitely one of the teams that we were not um, projecting to to go that far. But you said you you, you took them four zero. Um, how did they look? If you if you recall, yeah, it was like it was funny because uh, I think it was like that team last year where they just went deep into the bracket. Um, Space Cadets. Yeah, Space Cadets. Yeah, and I'd I've heard of that. I've heard of corruption. I just didn't know they were going to go that deep. And, um, so same thing, like we kept that same mentality and I'm proud of my guys for just keeping, keeping the foot on the gas. Cause, um, they, they seemed like they were a, a pretty good catching team. And I think, um, some of the guys on my team mentioned like, watch out, he's a good catcher, watch out, he's a good catcher, save him for the end. So just those little like notes on whatever we could get, um, I think just helped us, um, beat them that way um so yeah they i mean they seem like they were good players i mean the score doesn't show that that they were all close games even though it was 4-0 it was we just happened to i don't know catch them off guard i guess i mean we've never faced them they've never faced us um so yeah it just kind of worked out that way i mean looking at their bracket i mean they took out some good teams uh 4-0 team awesome uh who was the two seed yeah, that's and pretty big. Then they pulled out a game seven against Wrecking Balls, pulled out a game seven against Task Force, and then they ran out, to, ran into us. So it could have, all, it could have very well been like they went two game sevens in a row before getting to us, where we went four three and then four one. So we had a little bit of a break, and then had the when we get to face them, they might have been a little fatigued or, um, I don't know, so. Yeah, when you uh when you when you go into the finals, like, do you prefer to be rested or do you just want to go straight, just nonstop dodgeball? Like, how do, how does that work for you? Um, like if you had the choice, like, because I hate being cold for like thirty minutes and then we have to play again. I like a little bit of a break to go uh, hydrate again. You catch your but, breath, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Five ten minutes is good for me, and then I'm I'm gonna go. I I don't like the long breaks. I think we did from, I think we did have a long, I think we had like a 30 minute break because I mean, you just know if rise is on your side of the bracket, they're going to play a slow oh, yeah. and methodical game to where we just expected that. And you got all those powerhouses over there on that side of the bracket that you kind of just know they're going to run into each other and it's going to be a longer match. Um, so we finished, I mean, and plus, I mean, we four owed in the semifinals, so it was going to, we had a bit of a break to wait for. So that could have been too. I mean, maybe just us resting for a while helped us helped us uh, win in the championship. Yeah, I guess it just varies. Like sometimes rest is needed. You can, like you said, you can hydrate, catch your breath, discuss strategy, get in that mindset, hang out with your guys, and just you know get get hyped or whatever. And then sometimes it's good just to ride that ride that momentum of just like win after win after win because then you're just you're just hot. And you're ready to to 
go into it. Obviously, yeah, nothing you can control. Especially if you're like, I don't know, if your throw's on at the time, like you just want to keep throwing. Yeah, you don't want to lose that. Um, well, cool. I think um, I think that's all I have because uh, what we'll what I'm planning on doing is just kind of getting um the winner's perspective um because they're gonna see a different version of dodgeball than than obviously I did, and then uh, we're gonna try to do like a like a I don't say in the weeds, but just like a panel version with uh you know each each region time willing of course uh, just because it's such a massive thing to take because there's just so much dodgeball going on but uh before i wrap up was there any um any shout outs or any thoughts or anything that you might wanted to uh to address no i'm just uh i'm glad you're you're doing this i'm glad you reached out to me to to recap i think it is i like i don't know about everybody else i like hearing um some of the top teams especially if they won um, just their strategy and what they thought of the tournament and bracket play and all that. So, um, oh, the other thing I want to touch on was I was, we've talked about it before, but like the, um, like the Premier League um, standings, I think that would have made a tougher bracket. Because um, if you put them all like a group A and a group B, we may not have had that that kind of route to the finals. So I, I, if you think about it like this, like we, if we were not in the top 16, like say we just didn't go to any rounds this year and just showed up for nationals, we could have been like uh, 18 seed, like Raiders, and could have been on that same path or a 23 seed like Legacy and been on that same side of the bracket that we were on. Um, and maybe could have gone to the finals like that. So just thinking about that um, makes it interesting because you could not go to any rounds, get an easy bracket or uh, be on an easier side of the bracket and make your way to the finals. If you have a pretty good team, I guess. Yeah. So that, that, that was my thoughts on it because if you like seating wise, we played, I don't know, not the best, uh, dodgeball in round robin and got a little bit easier side of the bracket to get to the finals so it's just uh just kind of weird to think about where it's almost just a toss-up like we we didn't know what seed we were going to get just by based on how we played and then we kind of just luckily happened to be on one side and uh win it i guess could have been a completely different story under different circumstances and um that's, that's definitely going to be an interesting topic or theme or, or thing to look out for. I know that that was hinted towards last year in the recap with Mark. And um, I know that's been a topic of conversation uh, with myself and some others offline. And um, I, I don't think we're far from seeing that. I think a lot of people feel the same way, um, especially when you have new teams like um, like the Oklahoma guys or people that are just kind of getting their feet wet, for lack of better words, in terms of like what actual true competitive dodgeball is. Um and you want them to be able to, to I don't want to say like practice, but that, that's kind of like you want them to stay in their area, their their respective pool and develop so that they can get into like the, the upper upper seeds. And I don't know, we could probably get into a huge um, rabbit hole with that. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think, I think this was the, the biggest, like, I mean, I guess from my team's perspective, it was uh, 
we didn't do that well in round robin for 8.5 and we won and then we go to no sting and we get the number one seed and we get on a pretty tough side of the bracket and run into tough teams after tough teams after tough teams and then we took fourth so it just kind of I don't want to say round robin doesn't matter because I like playing round robin. I like playing all the other regions and other teams, but it's almost like it's just a gamble where you end up on the seating to see what side of the bracket you fell on. And it's also another thing with, with um, single elimination, like that bracket is your lifeline Yep. and you just got to win and move on, win and move on where it used to be you lose then you go to the um, loser's bracket and you face, you might face a completely different set of teams um, to make your way back. You get that second opportunity. You might face, I don't know, some, maybe the easier teams to keep going forward. That, so it's that just can, different. That way. Yeah. That you can like, kind of like if you, if you were just weren't warm that first match, you just completely crapped the bed. Um, you can kind of wake up against some weaker teams or, you know, I, I hate to put it that way, but that, that's essentially what some teams do is like, oh yeah, we, we just needed that like that quick win to get our confidence back and we we get that momentum going. So yeah, that's a yeah, good point. Because it is different. I like I like the analogies of like game sevens and it's uh if you're talking about pro sports, um a lot of things go to game seven or best of five. But at the same time you gotta think about during you're playing a whole season and that determines your seating for the playoffs where here you've played three rounds and you're just guaranteed a top 16. So it's just different because especially when you have a lot of the West heavy hitters that are like seated that finish five through eight in um, the series, which are going to be, they're going to like, it's almost guaranteed. They're going to be number 17, number 18, number 19, number 20 for um, the nationals. So it's just weird. It's just, it's a little lopsided and I'm sure there might be a fix to it. I don't, I'm, I'm not the one to talk to, but about that, <laughs> but, uh, but it's just my perspective on it. And maybe, maybe someone will come up with a better algorithm to seed it. But I think Lee, uh, the premier league style is a, a good way to go. But I know, I know like Mark's got, he's got a lot of stuff to go through and nah, he can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he can handle it. he's he's he loves stress and figuring stuff out and yeah it's just tough because i mean there's a lot it's a big lopsided um thing there's a lot of teams on the west there's a lot of powerhouse on the west and then you've got the south where there's a big one powerhouse in the south and uh, not as many teams so it's just different um but i'm sure it all works out yeah and then to that i would just say uh stay tuned um it's been alluded to um and I think we'll, like I said, I don't think we're far from seeing a solution to this, uh, maybe not problem, but this, this challenge, but, um, well, cool, man. Well, I, uh, I'll definitely need to have you back on again at some point. Um, for those of you that are listening to, uh, this and you've not heard Dylan before, um, we actually have an interview of you, um, from last year that you can tune into. Um, but the biggest question I wanted to ask was team taco or team pizza. What are you? I am a team taco. Oh man, dang it. Just started to like you too. I don't know. I'm uh part Spanish, so maybe it's in my blood, but you just do so much more with a the good taco. So are you are you hard shell then or soft shell or like 
if you, I guess, um, to get I'm more a of a deep. soft shell i like like the street tacos so i don't think it's a taco unless it's hard shell man like it's but <laughs> to each their own i mean I, don't get me wrong, i love tacos too like they they are incredible and i i will lose control of everything if they're in front of me but uh ninja, <laughs> ninja turtles five years old pizza hut book it program like that that got me hooked uh pizza is my is my weakness so but um, I feel like a good pizza. I'm just I'll I'm gonna lean towards the taco. That's fair. Oh, I, I think Team Taco's winning. So, just trying to get some last minute points here against Sean. But uh, <laughs> cool man. Sorry, yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I get also again. Congratulations on an eight point five. I know we've always gone back and forth about why I think foam sucks. Um, it, I think it's kind of cool that you kind of shut me up with this now. I really can't say anything anymore. Um, so I can see that to you on, on a public that, forum. That was, my, that was my real motivation for uh, leading our team to this division. I just needed to rub it in your face. You did. And uh, as soon as you, so I had some, some takeaways uh, real quick when I saw that, that matchup, I was like, well, that was uh, some pretty efficient dodgeball. And I, I hope there's footage that teams can break down to see how to take on a team like crisis and, and, and win. And then my other thought was like, well, I cannot say anything to Dylan about 8.5 being superior ever again. And this is <laughs> even better because I think a couple of days earlier I said, hey, film's not that bad. And I think you screenshotted it. So it's. Oh, uh... I'm, I definitely screenshot it, <laughs> saved it. I'm going to frame it. Well, uh, I am liking foam more and more the more I play. So it's uh, what a time to be alive. But uh... I like it. I mean, as a, as a side note, a lot of the. A lot of our team is uh, foam friendly, and uh, to take eight point five was a good was a good win. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it's pretty impressive, man. Just seeing that team come together, um, seeing who's on that team, and then just seeing again what a cohesive team of six people look like. Um, should be able to be dominant in any any game or any, any ball. So hope to see yeah. see more of you guys. And uh, yeah. It was fun. And that was another thing too, for this nationals. I mean, I don't know. I've never won another one, different nationals title before, but, um, I had a lot of people come up to me and congratulate us on, on winning. So that felt really good and just shows like the sportsmanship from a lot of the other players. Awesome. It's there. I know people like to rag on the dodgeball community, but I'm always going to be a champion of the fact that I think the majority is full of good people. And uh, that's why we keep going. So, but uh, thanks for your time, man. And I think we'll we'll go ahead and end the this portion here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right. So that was a recap for the uh, 8.5 division winners heat, as told by Dylan Clark Odin. Dylan, thank you so much for being willing to hop on and talk dodgeball. Um, um, one thing that uh, I wanted to mention was that uh, Isidro Perez um, loves 8.5. And for those of you that are interested in getting to know Dylan a little bit more or haven't uh, heard about it, he was featured in an interview episode uh, a year ago last season. I want to say towards the teens, maybe 20s area. You can also find out about uh, who his favorite dinosaur is. So Anyway, um, we're gonna egg end. We're gonna egg. We're gonna end the segment, uh, at least this part here. And then next episode, we'll feature um, no sting, open pinch, and women. So uh, let me know if you enjoyed this format. Um, as I said, I, I'm I'm always taking suggestions. Uh, one thing I definitely still absolutely need to improve on and need help on is basically bringing in more of the women players, especially for coed. Um, I, I 
we did try to get um, the women players um, from from Hello, but I think unfortunately, and this is more my bad, uh, just due to the quick quick notice, so we weren't able to to rope them in. But if you are saying um, we need X Y Z um, and you're willing to actually do that, uh, please come. Please let me know. Um, I can't read minds, but um, I'm more than happy to have people on, especially uh, for those that want to do recaps and for those that are willing to. Um, take notes and remember everything as best they can because that's why we listen to these. We want to hear ourselves, our teams get shout out, shouted out. We want to know if we are on people's radars and it's just a, it's just what you do when there's no dodgeball to play. If you can't play dodgeball, you're going to watch it, listen to it or talk about it. So I'm happy to do any of the above with you. But, um, if you're still listening, thank you so much for tuning in as always and, um, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, great weekend. And we'll see you next time.